0: freedom pod you find me on instagram and twitter at master lava and it is wednesday so i have one more day left in my work week at my day job and then i'm off so i'm pumped i'm pumped to be able to take a little bit of time and spend some more time hanging out with my girlfriend and just take a little bit of time to be able to just relax a little bit with her so that's going to be a lot of fun and uh just looking at the week ahead we do have some really really good releases on the horizon to cap off the week. So that's kind of what my focus has been. I've been focusing on a bunch of other stuff too. I've been looking at NBA top shots like crazy. The market for that fluctuates an absolutely insane amount. Like it's not it's not by any means some sort of stable investment, some sort of stable market where you're going to have things that these moments that stay at the same price, they are going to fluctuate like crazy. I mean, you'll have a, a moment go from thirteen hundred dollars the whole way up to twenty, one hundred dollars, back down to eighteen hundred, like all in the course of a few hours. It's it's absolutely insane. I, I laugh because it's just it, it cracks me up how volatile the market is. So if you are looking for, if you're faint of uh, heart when it comes to investing, or maybe you don't really like that sort of thing, may not be for you because it does fluctuate a good bit. So, been looking at that a lot, trying to figure out when's the time to buy, when's the time to sell, that whole thing. And then looking at things like, Uh, trying to get more sneakers listed on eBay. I've been getting a lot of stuff listed up and selling a decent amount of stuff, which has been really, really good. I've been happy about that. Getting some stuff sold, getting some higher priced items sold finally, which is really, really good. I do enjoy when that happens. So good sales there. And then just trying to keep things moving and, and trying to get ready for the upcoming weeks ahead. So that's what I've been working on. Not really anything crazy today. We didn't have a ton of restocks, didn't really have any releases. I don't even think I bought anything today, which is kind of crazy. I've been buying so much recently just because of some of the the deals that have come out, some of the things that have released. There were some decent deals on sneakers on a few different apps that they were doing some special kind of promotion, promotional stuff and things like that. But really, there hasn't been any sort of releases today that have piqued my interest or or really been there was a there was one it was a tops no not a tops release they did a uh, a panini release and that came out today it was pretty decent the price on it was super expensive it was a box a hobby box of donruss which if you follow cards you know that i you know that a, a hobby box usually does no it wasn't even a hobby box it was just a complete set So it was a complete set of Donruss for the NFL this year. I don't know if it was Optic or not. I want to say that it was, but I'm not sure. But either way, it was a complete set of Donruss. I don't think that they've ever done that for an entire year. And so they priced it accordingly to what they thought it would sell at at $2,000 a box, which is insane. That's an insane amount for a box of cards. So for like, at least for a complete set, like for instance, a complete set of NBA hoops, is 150 bucks. And NBA Hoops isn't the the NBA's premier set. Prism would honestly probably be way more than two thousand dollars. If Donruss for a complete set is going for two thousand bucks, a I can't even imagine what a complete set of Prism would go for. But either way, it was a complete set of Don Russ. They were doing out of I think 199 boxes, so not even two hundred boxes total. And the one group that I'm in took I think that they bought like 171 out of the 199 boxes of the Don Russ set that came out today, which was crazy. I ended up not getting one. They they ended up having, obviously, you have a 1,000 people in a group, and there's only 200 boxes. That's not very, very likely that you're going to get one. But there was somebody who ended up getting, like, 22 boxes to themselves, which is absolutely insane. Like, just crazy, crazy success in there. So that was cool to see. Obviously, if you're a collector of the Donruss boxes, yeah, you probably aren't too happy about that. But if you are a reseller and you ended up picking one of those up, you stand to make some decent money. Now, I did see some people undercutting. That's kind of the big risk. When you have a box of cards or you really have anything that's high priced and you're, you're kind of buying at the high end, you really need everybody to be able to list that fairly high compared to what the cost of the item is so for a $2,000 item I mean I'm looking to at least get hopefully get it listed up at like three grand because after they take fees out you're already down to $2,700 and you're gonna have to ship you're gonna have to pay insurance and stuff you're going to have some sort of taxes involved when you buy the item typically you have sales tax some states don't most states do so that starts to run up the price a little bit and you start to lose some of your profit. And so for a $2,000 investment, depending on how fast it's gonna sell, I mean, for two thousand bucks, a hundred dollar profit probably isn't worth it to me. Somebody ends up screwing something up, or it gets lost in the mail, or something. You never really know what could happen, but you don't really want, in my opinion, to take that big of a risk to only make hundred bucks. When you start talking about five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks, nine hundred, a thousand, like obviously it starts to make more sense for that sort of an investment. So that's really what I'm looking for, trying to at least make a few hundred bucks, probably like four to five hundred bucks on something like that. That's kind of high, I think. I think that's a little bit high for a profit, but at the same time, I mean, you're only looking at about 20 to 25% profit margins on that. That's pretty good when you're doing a reselling thing, but when you're putting that much money into something, I I really do wanna make a decent chunk of change out of it just because it is a lot of money to put down at one time. The other thing that I look for is sell-through rate and quick sales. Now, $2,000 box, you're gonna be selling for 3,000 bucks. That's hard to do. Not a lot of people are are really that well equipped. Not a lot of average people are well equipped to spend $3,000 on a box of cards. Where you may have the average person who can spend easily spend 60 bucks on a blaster box or easily spend 120 bucks on a mega box. Like That's not as bad as $3,000 on a single box of cards. Most people just don't wanna dish out that kind of cash. You have to have a very serious collector, a, a very, very serious investor who for some reason thinks that a $3,000 box of Don Russ for the entire set is a good investment i i don't know if it is or not i mean you'd have to get some really good cards get some really nice pools now the good thing was a lot of these cards were limited i think out of 199 they were actually kind of marked with that out of 199 on them so you're kind of getting a very limited set of cards within that Donruss set where they're kind of separate from the retail boxes that have come out and stuff at least that's the way that i interpreted it but it's still probably not worth it like you're going to be you're going to be really, really far in the hole before you start to dig yourself out. And it's kind of a difficult way to to pay that sort of thing off. You definitely, in my opinion, I definitely wouldn't want to break a box that expensive. It would just be way, way too difficult to get good graded cards back. And the grading period for cards is so long right now, they're going to be paying like a ton, just to get them graded quickly. And at that point, if you're not grading them quickly and you're trying to save some money on grading, well, then you're going to be waiting six to like eight months to get your cards back from from Panini. I don't even know what BGS is right now. Could send them to SGA or not SGA SGC. I just don't think that. Uh, I don't really think that a lot of people want modern cards in SGC. They've risen a lot recently, but they're not the premier. Uh, they're not like. What did I say? Panini. That's not right. Uh, PSA, Yeah, so PSA is like 68 months to grade, Um, and then BGS is, is, I'm imagining, pretty similar. And then SGC, they do have a pretty quick turnaround time, depending on who you go through to get their cards graded with them. But it's still, they're not like a premier grader. They are the third biggest grader, I think, but they're not really... They're not like what people love to see. There's a very niche amount of people that love SGC just for what SGC is. But then a lot of it's more vintage card and stuff. Not to say that you can't grade stuff with them. It's just not... it, It doesn't hit people the same way that a BGS or a psa card holder does so that's just kind of the way that it is and that's why it's so difficult to be able to make money on grading cards when you're having to wait that long if it's that expensive of a box now obviously you can buy cards on ebay send them in to get graded and really make some good money on that but if you're spending two thousand dollars on a box of cards you don't really have that much to dish out Maybe not the best idea if you can't really keep yourself moving with your other reselling or other sorts of ventures if you have that much capital tied up. So it's just something to think about. So that's really what I have been kind of looking at recently, just trying to figure out what sorts of flips are making sense. I did go for them. I did really want to get a box. I thought there was some good profit to be made. There were some people tanking it out. There were some people listing really high. Both boxes were selling. So it's difficult to tell. It's difficult to tell if people are actually buying the the box or not. So, like what a lot of people can do and some people do is they will get a box of cards, they will list it really high, they will have a second eBay account, bid or even buy the cards outright and then just not pay. And so it looks like the sold comps are a lot higher. And typically people that are collectors and stuff i'd like to say that they understand how sold comps work if you are a card collector and you don't know about sold comps you're probably getting ripped off a lot so a lot of card collectors do know the sold comps. so when they see that the prices go up typically that makes them think okay well this this box is going for a lot more i'm not getting a bad deal if it's selling for $3,800 i'm not getting a bad deal at $3,100 or $3,200 and so that's sometimes people do that that's Super shady. I definitely wouldn't recommend that. I mean, that's a good way to get yourself banned from eBay and kind of poor business practice, but uh, you can do what you want. It's just that that does happen from time to time. So it's hard to tell whether or not they are real or legitimate. Now, the one thing that you could do is see if the buyer, I think you can look at the buyer and see what their feedback is. And if they have high feedback, then it's very easy to tell, okay, that's probably a legitimate buyer. If they have like no feedback and they don't really look like they are somebody who's a legitimate buyer, maybe they just joined eBay or something, then that may be a very good indicator that it's not a real purchase it's just somebody's burner account they're using to bid up their items do some show bidding and then get the item to end not pay for it and now it looks like oh my three of these sold for thirty-nine hundred dollars. i must buy one right now for thirty-one hundred. i gotta get a good deal on this one really like the real prices of those are selling at like 2600 and that's what i was seeing so just an interesting thing to kind of bounce around there definitely something to keep your eye on you don't want to get caught holding the box of cards when the price kind of tanks like that but also once the price tanks on something that limited typically you'll see prices start to jump I mean 200 boxes of cards is such a limited run of cards I mean just think about that I mean targets they they get in hundreds of boxes of cards and not anymore it seems like but they still do get a lot of boxes of cards in a set out of 200 is actually extremely rare so that's kind of a, a very limited set it's probably going to go up as time goes on not really probably a bad investment and especially with the good quarterbacks that we have in this past class definitely some room for profit on that so just kind of an interesting drop today honestly there's going to be a lot of people talking about it i'm interested to hear what some of the bigger card collectors have to say because two thousand dollars for a box of cards is just absurd i mean you would go back a few years ago and start telling people that hey panini's releasing boxes of cards at two thousand dollars retail they would they would laugh you out of the out of the building. Like they would be like, "Get out of here! That's not. That's never going to happen." Panini's never going to be able to sell a box of cards for two thousand dollars. And it was a Dutch auction, and they all sold immediately for two thousand dollars. Like Dutch auction, you can it basically drops every five minutes in price by hundred bucks, and whenever they sell out, they sell out, and it's basically up to the buyers to decide the good the, the market price for the item because people will start buying in whenever they feel like, okay, well this this is my this is my point where I'm going to buy in. And now you just see people buying them up at $2,000 a box. I mean, there was money to be made. There's still money to be made. It's just crazy kind of where we're at right now with that sort of thing. So that's kind of my analysis for today. Not something I really expected to talk about, but it is something that's been, I guess, on my mind because it did a release today and it was something that caught me by surprise. When I saw the retail price, I was like, my gosh, people are actually going to spend more than $2,000 on these because you expect a lot of resellers are going to get those and then they're going to flip them. I can't imagine what what people what's going through someone's mind to pay 3 grand for that box but hey there may be some decent money to be made on that. There were definitely some good cards, some good pulls to be made from boxes. Some, one, I think there was a one-on-one guaranteed in every box, meaning that the card was the only one of its kind, which is obviously makes it extremely rare and, and that sort of thing. If it grades well from PSA, give you a really, really high profit, could can pay off the whole box depending on who it is. If it's Joe Burrow, if it's somebody like Tua, if it's somebody like Herbert, oh my gosh, if it's Herbert and it's a one of one you're going to make a lot of money if you get a PSA 10 in that. So, just there's there's a lot of opportunity for upside, but there's so much downside that it's just like i couldn't imagine breaking one of those but some people say that it's worth it to them and they end up breaking it and they have a good time with it and they make some money so we'll see but with that being said i'm gonna wrap this thing up you guys have a great rest of your wednesday and i will get back to you tomorrow on thursday with another podcast have a good one peace